Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, Big Baby David, happy Marathon Monday, although that's not, that's Boston, but it was New York City Marathon Sunday, which is quite the day in the city. I would, uh, I've been busting people's balls in the office, because that's what a good guy does on a Monday morning at work. Um, no, the city goes nuts, like if you're, uh, I don't know, if you're ever looking for an excuse to go to the city in early November, uh... That's the thing to go for. The city's just filled with life. It is kind of tough to get around, so I'd be careful of that. But yeah. there's there's not a lot of uh, events that happen in the city that like the whole city feels. Like, yeah, like, like Super Bowl was. I mean, technically in Jersey, but was in New York, and everyone was like, "Yeah, and, you know, New York's a place where they can host a Super Bowl, and you don't notice that day to day." But marathons was kind of kind of the biggest one every year. Normally, so you know what date when that day's happening. And normally, the city. I don't want to say the city has a little bit of a ne- negative energy to it, but New York City, honking horns, hey buddy, it's like a day. The Northeast. It's a day built on positivity. So uh, that was delightful, as was the football slate. Very excited to talk about that great, great day of NFL product. Uh, before that, I do want to talk a little ball, and more so just a primer, as we've actually entered the MLB offseason. Like, it was kind of World Series ends. Wow, I know I was a little, I was a little out of sorts. I think my trip to Arizona, one day and back, uh, I didn't like. I don't know. I I woke up Saturday and I was like, okay, I feel kind of normal. Or was that Sunday? I don't know. Went to the Museum of Natural History Saturday. It's okay. I was looking for a little more. Uh, space science. Found out a lot about myself. I don't. Really get it. Like, you see all this stuff. and like, oh, that's a th- 100 million light years away. I guess. In- incomprehensibly far. I believe in, you think that, and maybe it's true, but also, I don't know, we're never going to measure it. Anyways, uh, baseball offseason. Kind of fully hitting me in the mouth. So we'll, I, I think eventually maybe we'll do some best landing spots. I think what I've landed on is baseball offseason primer uh, because we're starting to get some stuff in the baseball land. We had the gold gold gloves announced yesterday. Uh, congrats, all the gold glove winners. There you go. Snaps for that. Uh, Anthony Volpe, Yankees, gold glove. Sure. Uh, his glove was good for the second half. His glove was good. Uh, we still the ball's hit. Take take care the of the roots. Supposed to take care of the routine ones. Occasional uh, plus play. Sure, up the middle. We have a uh, deadline for qualifying offers is today at five p.m. Uh, so we'll see who comes into play there. Like Shohei will will get one. I assume he's going to decline that. Um. So yeah, well, there's usually one or two that leak out about that. Uh, if you were traded, you can't get offered that. Like Jordan Montgomery uh, can't be offered the qualifying offer. So he uh, he will have a natural true free agency. Uh, climbing up a lot of teams' boards, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, and free agency has kind of started. November 6th, it, it's here. So uh, there's a five-day exclusive negotiating period uh, that ends and the free agents are truly free, which is today. Uh, I don't know, baseball doesn't really work like NBA when that initial signing window starts and somebody just signs. Yeah. NBA, NFL, I guess salary cap uh, initiates that in those sports, but like teams have a certain amount of money. You right. got you to gotta sort out your team that day one. So MLB free agency is a marathon. Yeah, wow. marathon. Hello. Team of the day. Oh, God. Uh. There was some trade. Marcana got traded. How about that? Yeah. To your Tigers, winning the offseason. And then they were losing because Erod declined his option. So, early winner and loser of the offseason, the Detroit Tigers. I kind of like them getting Marcana. Add major league players. That's the goal. It's going to be funny to see if the Brewers are going to fully unpack things. Corbin Burns last year of his deal. Woodruff out for the year. Uh, very interested to see what my Brew crew. They can be very important to this offseason. I think they might be. Uh, 
So yeah, we we are in it. You're gonna have some more awards announced: Silver Slugger, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. As Stephen Vogt uh, gets hired as the Cleveland Guardians manager. So hey, uh, I don't fully know everything that organization's about. I was actually mad at them last year, leading into the season, because I thought they needed more MLB talent. They had an awesome year with no payroll and Terry Francona, and I liked all their young players. And I was like, okay, Cleveland Guardians, sure, I'm in. This year they just underachieved what felt like the whole year, and then their pitchers all ran out of their innings limit. Uh, Yeah, the Guardians rubbed me the wrong way again, and then they go out and hire one of baseball's highest regarded dudes. Is that a phrase? Yeah, one of the most just like liked guys in the game. Yeah. Uh, And and while he was playing, everyone talked constantly about how he's a future manager. Do we have the Chris Rose tweet yet? Has he found out in the air? He's going to be all sorts of excited. Yes. I'm so happy for Voter and the Guardians fans. He's going to crush this. That's Chris Rose. I I really like the tweet that he's quoting from from the Guardians. from Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy. Good follow, Chris Rose. I'm going to retweet it. Why not? Who cares? Uh... So yes, we are we're sneaking up on actual free agency. We'll see. Sure there's going to be more trades. We're hoping that there's going to be more significant hitting hitter trades because the the hitter free agency pool isn't packed. Uh the non-tender has become more prevalent in recent years uh because teams are very much more into the financial equation and if you're not worth that 9 mil and they can get someone that's for six mil in free agency, that's the decision they're going to make. That we we kind of didn't grow up seeing that. It was kind of like it, was, it you're felt on the like team. felt like it was sort of special cases or just guys who are like bad for lack of kinder phrasing. Yeah, the in in the olden days, it was kind of like you earned your contract. It was like, yeah. oh yeah, he's a veteran, so he's our third baseman, and I don't care that he had a down year. Uh, but yeah, that, that becomes more important every year because two guys that were non-tendered last year are two of the big free agents, Cody Bellinger, Jamer Candelario. Yeah. They were non-tender guys last year. So, uh, and they have, (laughs) they're like the cream of this free agent crop, which I think says a little bit both ways uh, about non-tender and this current free agent crop. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was clicking around looking for some, some deadlines and just seeing the player pool. Uh, if you want, I can, uh, I'll do a quick run-through because I, I think you know who the big guys are at this point. Otani, sure. Uh, everyone's saying Dodgers, which kind of makes sense. I understand. I mean, it, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. But you just wonder how many other front offices are really doing the Otani talk, whether that's Giants, Mets. Uh, and it, It's not going to be the last time we discuss this topic, but mm. I don't know. Like, it's... Uh... It's kind of weird that Dodgers are just like automatically the first team anyone's saying. Is that like, is that a, am I just the one that's wrong there? No, I, I People think. People are sort of like assuming it. I think the Dodgers should be the favorites. And there's a good chance they get Otani. But it's also, it's such a unique thing. Like there's only one Otani. Yeah. And there's a whole. There's a unique business side to it. There's a unique baseball side to it that, um, I don't know. It's one of those, I guess it's a corny line when it comes to trade offers, but all it takes is one. Like, if there's, owners are, I don't want to say crazy people, but they live a different life. They're the richest of the richest people in the world. I, I heard this on a, on a Bill Simmons pod back in the day, and I like referencing it on here. Uh that he went to some, like, it was like a bougie party. I forget where it was, L.A. or the Bay Area. But he said in the Bay Area, that's, you know, there's a lot of very rich people in San Francisco from tech and, you know, that city is just crazy now. He said, like, the coolest famous guy in the San Francisco Bay Area owns the Golden State Warriors. So if you're, the, if you're an MLB owner... Shohei Otani can be yours. You just have to pay for him. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a Steve Cohen is involved in this and uh, probably an owner from the woodwork that we're not thinking about because 
God, there's got to be a financial equation that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, if you if you do Otani right, it, it should be profitable in a big way, no matter how much you're paying him. Again, business guy Jake jumping in here, but I'd like to assume that. that yeah, I'd, I think it's... I think kind of what you're saying, I think it's funny that there's currently a favorite favorite. Yeah, like I feel like any article that gets posted hasn't even fully been like a Dodgers, Giants, Mariners. Yeah. Like, those, those are like the teams that eventually get mentioned, but it's it's interesting. And I guess the other Otani thing that's been sort of on my mind heading into the free agency is like, I don't, I'm very curious how he's going to handle it. We don't know that much about how... Yeah. About Otani as like a person, all things considered, like it, he, my lean is he's the type of guy that would want to wrap it up kind of early, or like let that winter meetings be all about him this year. But, mm. but he also like it's not because he's so unique. Yeah, like, it's not like the rest of the starting pitching market waits for him, or the rest of the hitting market waits for him. Like he's he's his own he is thing. his own thing. Like Bellinger does not have to wait. Yeah, I, I guess it's just. But financially, they have to know also on the ownership end. Yeah, the, the other side of that is if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be willing to offer a guy five hundred million, know that before you offer someone else a buck fifty. Yeah, yeah. So that it's going to. I'm fascinated by the whole thing on like a literally how's this process going to play out. It's level. It's going to be one of the more wild agencies we've ever seen so yeah get ready for a lot of that here talking baseball baseball today wherever you get baseball Otani's free agency is going to be well monitored uh they do have Yamamoto as the number two f free agent which I guess so uh so how about that Otani and Yamamoto one and two I do think it's funny we're starting to get like the best fit articles, ESPN has one, CBS has one. Yamamoto, I'm seeing Red Sox and Yankees and Mets. He's, his free agency is going to be a fun one. Mets just having done Sanga and having that be successful. Yankees are clearly all about it. Uh, and at so, the age he is, he's. I saw the, the tweet this weekend, same age as Spencer Strider. Right. Like That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so even... Getting a little Yankee heavy quickly, yeah, dude. Everyone's like, I know, gonna be in I know on we this need guy. offense, but like Dodgers are gonna special. be on in this guy. Like everyone's gonna be in on this guy. Special, special case. Like, be, be involved. It's it's a. I think it's gonna end up being a good year to be at the top of this free agent pie. Because think about all the contracts that got given out last year with all the shortstops and Judge and everyone. Like, there's only a couple guys that I, man, if it's a bell curve. Like the Sonny Grays, the Cody Bellingers, I, I think you may have picked the perfect year to be free agents. Um, I just mentioned those two. Matt Chapman, Aaron Nola uh, is going to get a nice payday, especially after his playoff performance. Blake Snell coming off the Cy Young. That's going to be an interesting one, seeing his teams. His teams are all over the board because nobody knows who's going to go for it. I know that's been a lot of fodder around the office recently. Jolly was on a big Red Sox kick. Um Maybe. He's pitched in the AL East. He just won the Cy Young. They need pitching. Uh, the amount of base runners he allows, pitching at Fenway, feels scary. I feel like you'd want a, a non... or a more whip guy? A non-whip guy? Anyways. Uh, Erod. Could see him coming back to the East Coast. Uh, and then you're, you know, Jordan Montgomery to, like, Giolito. Uh, Reese Hoskins, who missed the whole season. Josh Hader, we haven't talked about that a lot, but he's yeah. he's gonna get a big old reliever payday, huh? Yeah, he really has a very good chance to break the the record Edwin set last year. God, because he's been close as close to as reliable right? as we've seen. Edwin got five hundred or got five, five years, one hundred two, something like yeah. that. One in change. Jung Hoo Lee, center fielder from the KBO. Another guy I'm fascinated about. Sure, pick him up. Uh, Jammer Candelario. I I mentioned his name a couple times. I've been mentioning his name more around the office. I don't know how his third base defense really felt. Uh, I know his 
I don't think he's got crazy arm strength. I know he rated out pretty good this year. So I, I guess if you're a Cubbies fan or Nats fan, let us know. Um, I sat next to a guy on the flight out to Arizona. Older man who was going out there for baseball. And we did a brief start of the flight. Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, baseball guy. Oh, John Boy Media. Oh, yeah, okay. A couple years older. Uh, and then I kind of I fell asleep for most of the flight as a standard. And then I looked over, and he kind of had the big font going because he's, he's dad age. Mm. Um, had Wake and Jake in the podcast app. So I don't know if that was a mid-flight... Like he went to check it out. Like he, hey, Jake from John Boy, how you doing during the flight? He went in there, or if it was in there. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. I like it. Jammer Candelario. I'm kind of in on him, man. There's not a lot of lefties. He's a switch hitter. He can play third base and first base if the third base thing gets out of hand. Um, and, I mean, when we're talking about what he's going to get as a free agent, this is always an unfair game to play, BBD. But Jamer Candelario, he is 29 years old. So he's, he's turning 30 the end of this month. Happy birthday, Jamer. So he's going to be 30 years old. He just had a three-war season. At third base and some first base, the Cubs ended up slitting him over because they had to get Nick the Stick Madrigal in there. Hello. Mm. Haven't seen us in the same room. Uh, 140 games, 251, 336, 807 OPS. Um, And just a reminder, like, he has nice seasons in his past. Uh, His 2021 season, he had around an 800 OPS, higher batting average, more doubles. Um his COVID year was really good. It's 52 games. So really, if, if you look at the past four years, the only year that's not good is 2022, which was 100, 124 games. So uh, I don't know. I think for what other free agents are going to be pulling in. Like Cody Bellinger is exciting and scary. Like you just have to be honest. Like, you know, he had an injury. If that injury ever acts up again because it was his shoulder, which is a tough baseball injury, that's scary. Some of the baseball savant stuff doesn't love him. Uh, his past two years before this one were bad. Or like one of the worst players in the league bad. So, you know, he's got an MVP. He's got Rookie of the Year. And last year was a really good season. And he plays great defense. Been so in like, the playoffs, that's not so, a question. So, like, he can, he can be a valuable asset. It's the question of what Yankee fans are saying about Carlos Rodon right now. Um are you going to be worth the 150, 175, 200 milli a team might roll out for you? Where, that's when I look at Jamer Candelario, like, I can't tell you that Cody Bellinger is going to outperform Jamer Candelario the next three years. You'd like to think so. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, he, I would. The money's on the Cody. Minus money there. It'd probably be Cody minus 280 for our DraftKings crew. But. Jamer Candelario can put a couple seasons together as a switch hitter in the bottom of the lineup, and the money is going to be so much on a different scale. Like, what do you think the most Jamer Candelario can get? 30 years old. Yeah. I suppose I'm answering a different question, but the when I've been thinking about him from a Yankees perspective, I've been saying around the office, like, if you sign him any deal that's two years or less, I'm kind of all in on, all about. Um, but there's a world where he can get three or four from someone. Three in my head stands out. Three feels like where it ultimately gets to, and that's where I'd have to start really thinking on the Yankees end. But I, I guess here's the thing where sometimes we get blown away by the baseball numbers because the more years, the more money's on them. Like, you don't see a lot. You don't see any six-year contracts for two mil a year. <laughs> like, to be that guy. So if there's going to be more years, there's going to be more dollars on it. Um, I don't know, man. When you're talking about $400 million or whatever Shohei is going to get or Cody Bellinger getting 175 whatever it is, this is very clearly apples and oranges. $17 million a year. It's a chunk of change. You could see Candelario in that range, right? 
I could see it landing there. Last year, Jamison Tyone got four years, $17 million a year. Total, that's 68 mil. Like, I, okay, if we're doing the game of life and teachers need to pay, be paid more, yes, that's crazy money. But if you're the Yankees salary cap or any big... world. If you're any big team's numbers, that's not going to hurt you. And it's taking a chance on a guy that can switch hit and play the corner infield? That... But worst case, you can... If he's your extra corner infielder... Because guys come along and you're okay with that result. It's a lot of money for that. You'd, you'd assume at least the first two years aren't going to be like that. If you're a team like the Yankees, you don't have either of those positions locked up long term. So, either way. So, yeah. And, I mean, the list after him starts becoming like Harrison Bader, Jorge Soler, Jack Peterson. Um, who, you know, those two last guys can hit, but they've pretty much become DHs. Um, Justin Turner, J.D. Martinez, like you're you're kind of looking at DHs. Tim Anderson makes the list, and he was really bad this year. Really bad. That two years. Teoscar Hernandez, I do like him. Um, I like Teoscar. He's going to make somebody very happy. This free agent pool isn't too deep. Hopefully it leads to a lot more trades. Jamer Candelario's stock up. Um I did have some bad news for Angels fans. Uh, I think Jorge Soler is an angel. Oh. I saw I saw that in the potential suitors, and I was like, oh, no. That just, something about that just makes sense. And then traded back to the Braves and wins another World Series. Um, so, that's a little primer for baseball season, as I'm kind of acknowledging it is the offseason. Was the World Series is over. The offseason's here. Give me more trades. Canada, Detroit again. We'll get a, a few of them. Like one will be sneaky, high level trade as the, the non tender deadline starts to starts to loom. People start clearing some some forty man spots. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten contracts last free agency of over a hundred mil. That was a particularly big spend. It was year. a big class. But I don't think it's gonna fall to three. Shohei. Shohei, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Bellinger's clearing a hundred. Belly. Snell. Nola, I'm fully convinced. And if Nola's there, Monty. Mon- with, the, with no See? No qualifying offer on him. We, e- we've been having the debates on if he or Nola's getting more, so... Erod? Erod? Could. It, it is possible, for sure. Um, Matt Chapman? Maybe. It's not impossible. Rooting for him, like him. They say Sonny Gray. Sonny's older. He's not gonna... Strowman? View Strowman. He's 33 sneaky though. Yeah. He's probably a, higher money short term. I think I think it was truly a throwaway line by Sonny, but it was resurfacing a week or two ago. It's a funny line about Sonny midway through this year where he's going to be a top 3 Cy Young guy it seems. Uh talked about how like, yeah, I don't know, maybe I don't pitch next year. Do like that from Sonny. That's the perfect Sonny Gray thought process there. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. I just don't know, man. Uh, So, yeah, it's... Uh, landed on s- between seven and eight guys that we're not going to be astonished if they get there. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's it's just so right-handed and gets older. Tommy Pham, Adam Duvall. There are, there's... I guess this is the case every year if you really think about it, but... a. a Good crap of one or two year guys in there. I do like that. Uh, know Not who's a free options. agent? That is he a part of baseball? <laughs> well, actually, two guys: Julio Urias, yeah, listed as a free agent. He, he would have been top of the list. We just twenty seven years old. What are I they going to do I with know that guy? His best year, but the other thing that I know we're going to have to on the field. 
have to attack on an episode of Talking Baseball at some point is like, I think Bauer's coming in hot. I think he seems wants like back. Seems like he's he certainly had his will name, have conversations to get back. Had a chunk of his name cleared, right? So I don't know. That's uh, don't be surprised when that that storyline comes back around. But there's gonna be a big big week for him, I think, at some point this off season. So that was a little free agency primer, off season primer. I'm calling that. Uh, we'll we'll do probably. Some... I think a week from today, I had kind of earmarked as our full Ooh. preview on talking baseball. Like that so a lot. We're, so we're primed. Get ready for that, uh, Trevor Plouffe. On a plane here right now, Blitzball Battle Week. Buckle up, people. Uh, and I hope you buckled up for this NFL Sunday because I'll I'll be honest. You know, I, I know we kind of use the uh, baseball. And there's a lot of people that come to us for baseball still. Uh, I love football. And I loved this weekend of football that I was so excited to talk about it that I was like, oh, shit, got to talk a little bit of baseball. Feed them the medicine. Uh, but this Sunday was a special one because it starts off, A, you have to consider New York City Marathon's going on, uh, which is just a crazy event. But it also starts out Dolphins, Chiefs. Holy smokes. Uh, you know, kind of the two of the more fun teams to watch in recent years. Dolphins looking to get that signature win. Chiefs are just kind of the Chiefs. And the scary thing is, and what becomes the big takeaway, Chiefs defense is really good. They end up holding the Dolphins to 14 points in this game, all in the third quarter. They shut them out in the first half, uh, and there was really a game-changing play. Uh, Dolphins are down 14-0. They're driving to end the half. They're driving to end the half, and if they score, they get the ball first. So, you know, with how good of an offense they have, if they go in 14-7, they come out of the half and score, tie game, buckle up. 14 nothing Chiefs. Uh, they're lined up to start the play, and then the refs come in and blow it dead. Chiefs defensive back Legereus Sneed, who might be their best cover corner, he gets taken out of the game because it was the neutral concussion person who's on the sideline. They're like, oh, Sneed got his bell ring. He's got to come out of the game, and we need to check on him. And the Dolphins were already driving, so you're like, oh boy. Like, Dolphins driving, your best cover corner just got taken out of the game. Here we go. They throw wide receiver screen to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill revenge game, he was talking about. Uh, and they do like a little jostle. Ball comes out. Chiefs get it. They start running the other way. Lateral down the sideline. 21 nothing going into the half. Uh... Credit to the Dolphins who come out. They shut out the Chiefs in the second half who uh, their offense has not looked like how we picture the Kansas City Chiefs. And you wonder what Andy Reid has going on uh, because it might be comparable to what's going on with Alabama right now. Uh, Alabama won an awesome game against LSU. I got a nice little Saturday night college football dosage in. <laughs> Milrow, Bama's quarterback, is one of the most electric runners <laughs> I've seen. The start of this season, they weren't having him run. And I think what Nick Saban did was like, let's work on your passing because you can already run. So let's work on that. And if we even get a loss early in the year, that's fine because it's college football and we're Bama and we're going to need you to throw. So it's more worthwhile for you to learn to throw now and maybe take that loss. Milrow looked like a different player. I, I've never seen a guy more excited to run because he probably felt like caged up because they were telling him, hey, work on your passing. Dude was an awesome runner. Electric. Electric stuff out of Milrow. Really fun Bama LSU game. While uh, USC and UW were teeing off, which that was a fun game too. So big football weekend. Chiefs win 21-14. Uh Dolphins, they, they had the ball with a chance to tie it up late. Doesn't get done. Chiefs are 7-2. and two. You know who they are. They're Mahomes. Their offense doesn't look great yet, but like I was saying with Bama, I think Reed and, uh, you know, Rice, the young wide receiver, like they're going to put it all together, uh, and you know their offense will be there come the end of the season. Dolphins, 
a hot name to talk about today because their losses are against the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Bills. Their wins are against the Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, Patriots. The, uh, you know, the good memes going around about the whole situation. Uh, I don't know if you saw this specific one, but it was uh, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel against teams below 500. Good picture, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel against teams above 500, and it was Foolish Bailey dresses Mike McDaniel for Halloween. I didn't see that, but I obviously like that. Really um, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is which is tough because I I think we've we've fallen into uh, I think it was the Angels in 2022, and I kind of forget who it was this year. We call them barometer teams. The team who you they beat, beat. Who they're supposed to lose. To who they're supposed to. Bingo. Uh, the Dolphins feel too good to be a barometer team. Uh, although I don't know. That week one Chargers game where they snuck out, but you know how I feel about the Chargers. They have chance it evolves. They have the Raiders coming up, uh, and then it's at the Jets, which let's see where where the Jets are in a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, And then Commanders, Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills to finish off for your Dolphins. Interesting. Uh, Okay, Uh, and the Chiefs—they're the Chiefs. You just kind of get bored of them, man. They've kind of already landed where they're supposed to. 21 nothing at the half. Awesome. Uh, oh. Uh, probably not that big a deal, but we're Yankee-brained a little bit. Michael Conforto has opted in, so one left-handed outfielder off the board. So he opted in. He is staying with the Giants. Okay. Good for you, Michael Conforto. One year, 19 mil, 20 mil, something like that? Uh, 18. One year, 18 mil. So he... You would have had to give him a multi-year deal free agency. Maybe he's reading the, his agent reading the market figured take the take the one year now reevaluate. 30 years old. He didn't have a very good year last year. Yeah. I know it was like a weird kind of tough yeah. start and for, at one point there was a butter knife you could do but I think then it ended not amazing. So he would have been interesting. Okay. So there you go. Michael Conforto one option gone. Who's 30? Played 125 games, OPS plus 99. Yeah, I I could see that logic. I could see that logic. Uh, back to the foosball, American foosball. Uh, we had an awesome highlight out of Vikings-Falcons uh, because the Vikings traded for Josh Dobbs this week, trade deadline. Everyone got a couple laughs off because I think it was Dobbs. Dobbs in a seventh for a six-round pick. So the Cardinals traded, who was their starting quarterback. Or like a pick swap, basically. Which is like moved up. <laughs> come on, cards. Um, and for the Vikings, uh, he he wasn't planning on playing because he didn't know the playbook. And now the the famous thing they'll be saying around Minnesota is he didn't know guys' names. Dobbs comes in because our guy Hall gets hurt, and he leads him to a game winning drive. Uh, amongst just playing throughout the game, twenty for thirty, two touchdowns, no picks. And then seven carries for 66 yards. Uh, Game-winning touchdown to Brandon Powell, sure. Uh, they win. The Minnesota Vikings are 5-4. and four. They're on a bit of a heater. They're on a four-game win streak. Bears, Niners, Packers, Falcons. Uh, and they are second place in their division behind Detroit. So, hey, Dobbs was kind of fun with Arizona. Let's see what he looks like with Minnesota. Um, Minnesota and Arizona sound similar in my head. Just the same beat. Minnesota, Arizona. I see it. Could be in a could be in a rap song. Um, good for you, Falcons. They dropped to four and five. Jonu Smith, long touchdown, which just feels like a twist of the knife to us. Kyle Pitts, fantasy owners. Uh, they've lost their last two games that they were sitting at. Uh, four and three. They're now four and five. Cardinals coming up. They probably win that game. They're five hundred. They'll they'll be two weeks out in the weird. Uh, they need this, 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 and this to happen to make the playoffs. Browns shut out those Arizona Cardinals. Deshaun Watson comes back in this game. Twenty-seven uh, nothing. Browns have that in the tank. They are five and three. You know I love me some AFC Norris. Packers beat the Rams, gross, 20-3. to 
Not into it. They gave Aaron Jones the ball. Everyone was happy about that. Commanders, Patriots, gross. No thank you. Sam Howell throws for 325 in the win. Commanders are 4-5 and five after trading their guys away. Patriots, 2-7. and seven. Icky. Icky, icky. Uh, rem- Sam Howell, 325. Remember that. Saints beat the Bears. They are 5-4. and four. Uh, My guy Bajan's out there. 222 touchdowns, three picks. I always love a Don- Dante Foreman start. Because uh, that just happens for a different team every year, it feels like. Uh, and he usually performs pretty well. I like him. Uh, Taysom Hill game for the Saints. Most carries on the team, 11 for 52. And one touchdown pass. How about that? Uh, Saints, 5-4. and four. How about that? Uh, okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Another awesome performance here. The Baltimore Ravens. They win 37-3 to over the Seattle Seahawks. Talked a lot about this game in last week's episode. Uh, and they gave them the business. Very similar to the Lions game where they did the same thing. I don't know how well that Seahawks will feel at the end of the year. Although I still think I have them as a playoff team. 38-6 to over the Lions at home. 37-3 to over the Seahawks at home. They are now 7-2, and two, one of the elite teams in the NFL right now. Lamar didn't even have a crazy day. Uh, I think he even tweeted out like a fake apology thing to fantasy owners because he wasn't responsible for any of the touchdowns, uh, but his team rolled. So if you're the Seahawks, you know, same thing that the Lions exe- said exactly, like just put that in your rear view. The Baltimore Ravens are becoming a real part of the story this year, and it's because their defense is legit. Uh, and, I mean, they put up 37 points. I was going to say it doesn't even feel like their offense has been clicking-clicking, but I, I think that's more on the Lamar fantasy side, like Gus Edward, Gus Bus with another two-touchdown day. Keaton Mitchell runs for 138. They run for 298 on the ground, so that's, that's when the Ravens are set up right. Uh they have now entered, I, I think, that top tier of teams between Lamar, the rushing attack, uh, and maybe the best defense in football. Hello, Baltimore. Uh, and you know I love another team in their division that we'll talk about in a minute. Texans are 4-4. Four and four. Who had that? Uh, the Texans beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. Remember when the Bucks were off to a, a fun start? The 2-0 Bucks were about to play the Eagles. Uh they even were three and one. They have now lost four straight, uh, including this one to the Texans, where CJ Stroud, four hundred seventy yards, five touchdowns. Look at what CJ Stroud is doing. Um, on the year now, <laughs> CJ Stroud on the year, fourteen touchdowns. One interception. I mean, wow. This was the guy, I don't know, he went second in the draft? Was it a little bit the Ohio State effect that people didn't believe in him? But man, what C.J. Stroud is doing right now, he has the Texans at 500. He just passed for 470 yards. They are in second place in their division. Behind Jacksonville. Stroud's killing it. Nico Collins, if you're playing fantasy, you've definitely seen his name around. He's kind of been the guy for them. The Houston Texans were expected to be an awful football team. Uh, And they had one of the best highlights of this weekend. Their kicker got hurt. Mm -hmm. And so their backup running back, uh, Ogubin Wale, Comes in and he kicks essentially the game-winning field goal. Uh, so that was an awesome highlight. And the Houston Texans are 4-4. Four and four. None of you had that. And, man, I, let's see where C.J. Stroud lands because what he's doing, uh, borderline historic. Nobody had that. You were kind of either a Bryce Young guy. I mean, there's a lot of fields discussion before the season, which... 
We'll get there in a second. We'll get there. Texted, they, uh, texted BBD late last night. Yeah. The uh, first, look, first look I had gotten at CJ Stroud. The red zone was heavy on that game, mm. so got to got to like actually watch him. And I, I test passed. Obviously, it was his best game. A lot of yards. He's been killing it. And yeah, I guess that coming out of the draft, you were either a Bryce Young guy, like oh, Bryce Young plays beautifully. Um, you know, people were worried about the size, but if you got over that, you're into Bryce Young. If you're into size, you're an Anthony Richardson guy. You're like, this dude's a freak show. He's going to figure it are out. All, all the way there. Stroud just kind of became like the third guy in the conversation. I know he he went second in the draft, but he was, I guess he was a little less sexy than the other two, like night of the draft. He didn't have like the, the thing he's best at of those, of that crew. His thing was like, is he good or did he go to Ohio State? It was like, Richardson's a freak, but will he be a good quarterback? Young's awesome, but will he be big enough? And it was like, Stroud is either good or Ohio State has broken college football. Currently looks good, man. Currently looks really good. Colts, Panthers, no. Uh, Raiders, Giants. My God. Anything you want to say, Biebs? We got the talking Giants guys in the office today. It's over. Um, you feel terrible for Daniel Jones, just as like a, on a human level. Clearly, like worked hard to try to come back early from the neck thing before disconnected from from the knee. Um, but you could see the way he was throwing the ball. It's not what Daniel Jones looks like. Bobby and I had a nice discussion about like just never seen him like sail balls like that. Yeah. Um, so he didn't look good. It was overall, this is what the Giants guys were, were talking about, like the worst film he's put out there in year mm. five. He's going to miss some time next year. They're talking about he has a chance to start the season. Like Daniel Jones is, as Giants quarterback is kind of over, and they it seems like are going to be in, in this quarterback mix or the fourth pick today. So Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. A, they Those guys have pivoted. Clicking around college football the past couple weekends, I, I know it's known it's a good year to be looking for a quarterback, but a couple guys have entered the equation that you got your got your choices are awesome. Uh, the kid on LSU, I tweeted about him and I told the Broncos to get him. They did. I saw that. They, they did start losing a lot right after, right after I said that. Um, but God, like that's a. Uh, that's a guy in a normal draft that would be competing. Jaden Daniels. Um, awesome. Elusive. Can throw it. The downfield stuff is crazy. Uh, he also does have a couple couple awesome college wide receiver options going for him that could be helping out a little bit. But, uh, I don't know. He's breaking all of Joe Burrow's records. Joe Burrow had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow's still okay. So, I don't know. Like, that kid won me over. I'm almost soft-fading Caleb Williams, but before you do that, you do need to understand how bad USC is. We'll do this another time. Um, so then we get to the real juice. Eagles, Cowboys. How about them? Dak steps out uh, is the highlight that's going around. Reaching for the pylon, foots out. That changed a little bit of the complexion of the game. CeeDee Lamb is awesome. 11 for 191. That guy uh, cannot really be stopped. And a big game from Dak. Uh, Dak, I mean, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 374. Cowboys still really not running the ball, which is bizarre. You, you thought they were going to take a step up in that department this year. A.J. Brown, first, first ends his 125 game, 125-yard game streak believe um he gets a touchdown in this one a funky little play there eagles are eight and one best record in football this game was in philadelphia this was a big will the cowboys hang like what do they have everyone walked away kind of with a check mark for the cowboys which is funny uh the five and three cowboys uh every analyst that i saw talk about them last night or today they were like, this was good for the Cowboys. Like, uh, nobody kind of knew what kind of level of hang they had. They hung in this one, and Philly's going to win the division. And 
if Dallas wants, if Dallas has Super Bowl dreams, that means you probably have to beat Philly in Philly. And they set themselves up to do that in this game. So all the analysts, you don't see a lot of positive losses in the NFL. It's a grown man league, right? Like we're not doing recruiting classes or anything like that. Especially at like the, the level we're talking about, like playoff teams. Yes. Yes, this isn't a young quarterback who played a good game for the first time. Or this was how C.J. Stroud's game went. I was I was a little surprised that but that everyone was in that boat, but apparently everyone's in that boat. So, uh, Eagles are eight and one. They are one of, if not the best team in football. Cowboys, they stay at the party for now. Let's see their upcoming schedule. Giants, okay, six and three. Cowboys. You see the spread on that one yet? No, sixteen. Yeah, fifteen and a half. Yep. <laughs> yeah, when you start when you start clearing two tutties, that's bad. In Dallas. They just man. don't believe in Tommy DeVito for some reason. I don't know why. Giants, Panthers, Commanders coming up for the Cowboys. It's five and three. Could be eight and three. Let's see. Let's see if the football gods. Ah, Commanders game. Is that Thanksgiving? Fire me up. Maybe it's not. Then, the last game of the day, Bills, Bengals, you know I was excited for this one. You know, I'd, I've had a sneaky little bit of, I won't say Bills dislike, but I've been a little lower on the Bills than people, and I've been a little higher on the Bengals than people. Uh, Bengals win this one 24-18. Burrow makes the plays when he has to. Um, Josh Allen... 258, one touchdown, one interception. He was also their leading rusher, most carries and yardage. Um, they only had eight carries that weren't Josh Allen. That everyone, when everyone's talked about this Bills team, they're like, you know, at some point you have to be able to run the ball at all. And they just, they just never really seem to. Every year it seems like there's a Buffalo running back in fantasy that's like, oh, watch out for Singletary this year. Watch out for yeah, Cook. Like I, know he, I know he doesn't feel like the same as these guys, but he's their guy. I don't know. Uh, this is this game was also in Cincinnati, and for what I feel about the Bengals, I, I'm not going to let it be an anti-Buffalo thing, but I, I think the better team won this game. Uh, Joe Burrow, 31 for 44, 348, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, T. Higgins with a big boy game, 8 for 110. And they just kind of felt in control. Uh you know, I, I guess with the Bills, there's always that. Are they going to kick into gear and kick ass? Like, they, you know, they put up 48 on the Dolphins, which, okay. Tying in stuff from before, I don't know. I don't know. That's their best win. If you take away the Dolphins win, which let's say, let's say the barometer thing is more true than we want to think about the greatest show on surf, as they're calling it. Um, the Bills' best win after the Dolphins, would probably be at the Commanders. They blew them out. They lost to the Jaguars. They lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Bengals. They lost to the Jets. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> after that Dolphins win, I, I came in apologetic because the other thing about the Bills, I think I told you guys this on a bachelor party I went on, a guy was all in my, all in my ear that... He's like, dude, my best bet of the season. It's like Bills to not make the playoffs plus 500 or something. And I was like, I don't know. I think Bills are pretty damn good. Like, you're if, you, if you don't believe it, it does sound like a juicy return. Your, you know, your argument was the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. How good do you think they were going to be? And then the Dolphins. Uh, and right now, Buffalo's behind them in the standings. Jets at four and three, technically percentage points above Buffalo. Hmm. Um, they, yeah, I... Let's keep an eye on Buffalo. Uh, they've got a really tough stretch to end their season that we've talked about before. I'm not the biggest McDermott guy. I really do love Josh Allen. I just think they need a little bit more of a run game. And I don't know. Besides him. I don't know if that's coaching or... Um, I also really like Cincinnati. They are rolling. Um, and they're, they're going to keep coming. That's going to make that AFC North division so much fun. So much fun. Everyone is above 500. Everyone's two games above 500. Seven and two Baltimore, five and three Pittsburgh, five and three Cleveland, five and three Cincinnati. 
Those are some cold weather towns. They're playing for playoffs and the division. That's going to be a lot of fun, man. These teams are also going to beat the hell out of each other. Um, but Cincinnati at home right now, I don't know if there's a team that I would pick over them for one game. They can obviously... Like going into any game. They can obviously lose to the Niners and the Eagles and, um, you know, even the way Baltimore's playing right now. And the Chiefs, always. Always the Chiefs. Start saying the Chiefs first again. Um, but I think one game in in Cincy, I'm, I'm currently betting the Bengals. I'm, I'm all in on that. Burrow's awesome. Know what I thought might be a fun game to play? And you're the wrong person to ask this because you're a Jersey guy. I was going to ask The Office and do one of those little Mike videos. What number is Joe Burrow? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Jersey number You're a Jersey guy. guy. I, I, I know what number people got. That would trip up a lot of people, right? I don't think I would yeah. have gotten it before last night. If you didn't like it, ha- notice it with yourself last night. Yeah. It's number nine, number nine for those at home. I don't know if it's the Bengals nine and it kind of looks a little funky, but it's just like... That's what he wore in college, so maybe people would have it from that. Uh, yeah. It would, it would. I guess if you've been along for the ride. Yeah. And I'm kind of not a numbers guy. I guess that's more of a me thing. Yeah, I'd I'd rather have your ability to know like where people went to college or are like from than the number. But I. I got the numbers. I got the numbers. Uh, update on, potentially that Bills bet. Today on the DraftKings Sportsbook, um, the yes or no are exactly even. For the Bills, who are supposed to be one of those, you know, when you list the top five teams in football coming into the season, if you didn't have the Bills, you'd get ridiculed. It was rude. 50% chance to make the playoffs, and that's with real money. So, uh, awesome NFL weekend. Pretty funny that Dolphins-Chiefs was in Germany. A lot, of, a lot of talk about that. I don't know. Probably a London team coming soon. One of my buddies said that in 2012, the NFL said there will be a London team in 2025. I have no idea if that's true. Hmm. I know nothing, but that was information. Said to you, that was relayed to me. I'm relaying it to you. I like it. Fun sports weekend. The more I thought about it, the more like, oh, that is, this is the sport that could work. Uh, got my against the spread pick, bang. So I'm back on that. Uh, seven and so one. So so back. College basketball starts tonight. How did that happen? Feels like wow. Feels like every sports are a little more calculated than we think. Baseball just ended. Together. College basketball. We're into the teeth of football. NBA's going. Teeth of football. Hockey's rolling. Steven Vogt, you're manager eight, of the Guardians. You're eight and one. Everybody else lost this week. Yeah. There's Canobio. Canobio. Steven Vogt. Fade Canobio. All right. Thanks, everybody.